This is the Pro-AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. Welcome to this week's episode of the Market Scale Pro AV Podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show. On today's episode, we're going to focus in on three areas where the market for Pro AV products has been growing rapidly. So uh, for the first two, we're going to talk to Brad Grimes, the Senior Director of Communications for Avixa. And he's going to join the show to explain why Infocom 2019 is really going to zero in on the retail and hospitality market specifically. And he's going to talk about just the rapid growth that's been experienced across those two markets and how uh, with those two industries both focusing in on creating those memorable experiences for their guests or for their consumers, they've really turned increasingly towards the pro-AV space. So whether it's digital signage or kiosks or something else in the pro-AV world, they've increasingly been looking towards those solutions. So at Infocom 2019, they're going to focus in on those two industries quite a bit. And Brad's going to explain that decision in a little bit more detail and explain what you can uh, maybe hope to see coming up in June at Infocom 2019. So that is coming up on the first feature of the show today. Coming up on the second feature on the show today, we're going to talk to somebody who's in the world of church AV. And when I think about churches, sometimes you can think about, you know, the old stone buildings that uh, had great acoustics, to be honest with you, but were technologically deficient. But nowadays, that's not the case. The production value in uh, churches on a week-in, week-out basis is through the roof. And there's really been a ton of investment in the AV industry made by churches recently. And so we're going to talk to BJ McGeever. He's the media director for Faith Bible Church in the Woodlands, Texas. And we're going to talk about how the general attitude of church leadership towards investment in pro-AV technology has really shifted over the years. And he's going to talk about this realization that churches have had where they're acknowledging now that they need to spend money and to invest in this type of technology moving towards the future and increasing the production value of their services. So that's really happened on a grand scale across the country. And so we're going to talk about that and uh, learn a little bit more about that shift and about the investment that churches are making in Pro-AV. So that is the second feature on the show today. It's going to be with BJ McGeever, the media director for Faith Bible Church in the Woodlands, Texas. Well, that's enough of a preview. Let's dive into the media of the show this week, and let's start off with my conversation with Brad Grimes, the Communications Director for Avixa, coming up next here on the Market Scale Pro AV Podcast. Joining me now on the podcast is Brad Grimes. He's the Senior Director of Communications for Avixa. Brad, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, sir. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Absolutely. So we're talking today about Infocom. It's the largest technology exhibition and conference in North America focused on the pro-AV industry. And it's going to be held this year, June 8th through the 14th at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando. And earlier this week, you announced that uh, this year's show was going to focus on the market for pro-AV products in two specific industries. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about uh, which two markets you chose and why they stood out to you. Well, sure. Well, um, first of all, it goes back to uh, a desire of uh, on Avixa's part, who runs uh, Infocom, and 
a lot of our members and exhibitors to uh, to focus more on solutions uh, for AV products and services. Uh, you know, clearly the technology and products on our show floor are uh, spectacular and continue to drive the industry forward. But it's really how you pull those together and solutions uh, for the end user markets that uh, all of our members operate in that uh, that has the biggest impact. So. Um, this year, we are uh, working with some partners to, to develop some content for the uh, retail and hospitality spaces. Uh, and we, we looked at those primarily because, uh, you know, we've, we do a lot of market research at Avixa, and those are two areas where the market for products and services, uh, you know, AV products and services, is, is basically growing faster than, than some of the other markets. And, and those are industries that are doing some, some pretty cool stuff with AV uh, solutions. And we just want to start creating this dialogue between not only our solution providers, but uh, those end users and specifiers and decision makers in those markets to, to really understand uh, you know, how AV can be brought to bear uh, to create better customer experiences in their markets. So, so we'll, we'll be developing some new content. Uh, you'll see uh, you know, some, some great partners working with us. And uh, you know, we think that this is, uh, you know, Infocom is a great place to start these dialogues between our industry and the markets they serve. Absolutely. And uh, education programs are always always really big at shows like this. Do you have uh, things planned in that area to really help people learn more about what's going on in these specific industries? Yeah, yeah, we have we have relationships with some some people who operate in those in those spaces. Uh, VMSD magazine, which is a is a retail design magazine, we've become uh, close with them over the years. We participate in a retail design conference that they put on, um, and Hotel Management magazine, um, which uh, clearly is close to the hotel development and operations and design uh, parts of that industry, and and those two groups, as well as in the retail place space, we're also working working with a uh uh, customer research firm called PSFK. They do, uh, you know, retail customer experience research. Um, those three groups will be developing, uh, you know, sessions, uh, workshops, uh, panel type uh, discussions um, that will be part of our uh, education package at the show, and and we think will will really raise the uh, level of conversation about uh, solutions in those markets. What do you think that it is about these markets specifically that um, that's causing so much innovation to be going on right now and so much investment to be put into these specific areas? Well, they're clearly uh, different types of markets, but they're 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 both doing similar things. They are they're trying to use, you know, not not just technology. Clearly, we're focused on technology, but um, they're 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 using technology and AV technology to you know, basically create new experiences. The, in the retail space, you know, we've heard for years that you know Amazon is going to put uh, lots of retailers out of business, and to be honest, they you know the retail market has struggled. But what they've discovered is that you know shoppers do still want to go out and shop and and they will go shop if uh, they have an experience that um, that speaks to them that they can engage with um, we've done a lot of research in, in the retail market about what actual shoppers look for um, when they're out there and they are looking for technology to um, to lure them in, to to make them come and engage with products, um, and retailers are realizing this, and it's it's almost like it's a, you know a rebirth of the retail industry right now. Um, there are certainly uh, corners of the industry that are that continue to struggle, but 
you know, retailers are creating destinations um, for their brands, and they're using technology to do that in a lot of uh, in a lot of cases. And the hospitality industry is just, I mean, it's one of these industries that is seeing a a, a boom because um, people in general are are looking to. Um, to, to get out and to have experiences and not just, you know, just not just buy products all the time and they're traveling a lot more. So the, the travel industry is, is, is very healthy and hospitality companies, whether they're hotels or they're, you know, restaurants and bars are using technology to draw customers in to, to make their, uh, their, their locations memorable. Uh, a hotel doesn't just have to be a place where you hold a conference or spend the night, um, and they're using technology to do that. And so we think we have a, a great opportunity to link our industry with theirs uh, and help them achieve their goals. Is there a specific area of the market that you are excited to see kind of what what gets brought to the table, whether it be uh, you know digital signage in retail or kiosk technology, something along those lines? Is there is there anything like that that you're specifically excited just to see what gets brought and, and, and what is going to be on display there at the show? Well, digital signage is, is clearly a uh, significant part of both of those industries. And, um, you know, digital signage, as, as we call it, has been around for a long time, clearly. Um, but new technology has taken it to, to new levels. There is interactivity now. There is immersion. Um, you have these uh, large-scale, fine-pitch LED uh, display technologies that allow um, retailers or hospitality companies to create um, new solutions that that really do either communicate information or entertain or enhance communicate uh, enhance collaboration if it's a if it's a you know sort of a conference center in a in a hotel. Um, so I would say display technology and and uh, digital signage um, are in a growth period in part because you know markets like retail and hospitality are looking to them more and more to uh, to build out these experiences for their customers. And if people are listening to this and thinking, all right, I need to go, I need to be there for this uh, for this uh, this show this year at Infocom, uh, can they register and and where can they do that sort of thing? They can and they should. Uh, yeah. If they're listening to this and thinking that, then I would agree 110%. Um, registration is open now. It's at uh, www.infocomshow.org. Um, you know, we're looking for we're looking forward to a great show this year. This is uh, one of the years that we're in Orlando. Um, it's a it's a it's a great uh, uh, collection of not just our industry channel members, but uh, we get we get a good collection of customers and end users and and uh, decision makers, influencers at this uh, at this show. And um, you know I think everybody will uh, take away some uh, some ideas for how they can apply AV in uh, in their markets. Absolutely. Now I can't let you go without mentioning. I, I had the opportunity to meet you at ISE in Amsterdam, up in the uh, the media area there. Uh, what were your opinions of uh, ISE just as a show? Um, how big it's gotten, that sort of thing. Just uh, what what were your impressions of that show there in Amsterdam? Well, it was. I mean, it was a great show, and mm -hmm. uh, Mike Blackman and his team over at ISC do a do a spectacular job every year. Um, and uh, demand for that show just continues to uh, 
to build. Uh, you know, there are there are more exhibitors than ever, more attendees than ever, um, and and Amsterdam's just a great location for that show. Um, so I thought it was a great show. I, I, I thought it did uh, a super job of focusing on these solutions, focusing on these markets where audiovisual technologies can can have a positive uh, outcome um, for for companies. Um, and clearly, it continues to grow, which is why uh, in uh, after next year we'll be in Barcelona, where we can con continue to grow it even farther or even further. And um, uh, I, you know, if if people are able to, um, I would I would highly suggest putting that uh, that that trade show on their calendar. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, Infocom 2019 registration is open, so go register now. Brad Grimes, thank you so much for taking some time to talk about Infocom 2019 and some of the big themes coming up. Uh, we certainly appreciate it and we're looking forward to it. Thanks, Tyler. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Brad Grimes for joining the show this week. I appreciated his insight there on what we can expect to see at Infocom 2019 and why retail and hospitality were going to get uh, some special attention this year. Coming up next is my conversation with BJ McGeever, the media director at Faith Bible Church in the Woodlands, Texas. And we're going to talk about the changing attitude in churches towards investment in AV equipment for worship services. And that's really occurred quite a bit over the last, uh, it's hard to put a number on it really, but it feels like the last 10 years or so, the attitude has really changed. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that and about what churches are looking for specifically and what kind of solutions are able to be provided for churches and uh, what someone like BJ would like to invest in further in the future. So we're going to talk about that coming up next on the Market Scale Pro AV Podcast. All right, joining me now on the Market Scale Pro AV Podcast is BJ McGeever. He's a media director at Faith Bible Church in the Woodlands, Texas. I should say the media director at Faith Bible Church in the Woodlands, Texas. BJ, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, man. Tyler, I'm glad to do it. It's such a blast. Uh, so BJ and our friends from uh, a long ways back now, I mean like 10, 15 10, years back. Years, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we've worked together at churches in the past as well. Um, and so just it's probably been five or six years since we worked together. And mm -hmm. I remember at the time, it was uh, amazing to me that there could be a soundboard that could also be controlled by an iPad uh, that you walked around the room with and <laughs> listened at various points uh, and then adjusted things using the iPad. And yep, I thought you that are that not the first person whose mind I have blown doing that <laughs> trick. But that's like five or six years old now, and so I'm positive that things have really advanced and moved forward since then. So oh, yeah. uh, over the last five years, what have been the uh, innovations in the world of uh, pro-AV and, and that sort of thing, in uh, specifically in church settings? Sure. So, uh, so my expertise is primarily in the audio world, and everything in audio is moving more and more digital and more and more networked. Um, and I think those networks kind of span or are in two different segments, you've got one where uh, the whole backbone of the audio system is networked. So in my case at my church here at Faith, uh, everything, every audio signal from the stage hits a network. So before, you used to have a physical XLR snake that would go straight from the ground on the stage all the way back to the booth, and there was a physical cable connecting it. Now, You've got a physical connector that's hitting like a preamp or something like that, and, but then everything's just one network cable coming out of it. So I can access any sound on any device on the network, and it's amazing. It makes my life so much easier. And then you've got everything connected over 
an internet network over a wireless network so I could control any device with any other device, with my phone, with my iPad, and I keep doing that trick to blow people's minds. <laughs> so I'm guessing that as, uh, I guess that's that's connectivity and more of like a hardware thing. Has software advanced in the same way that it really allows you um, a lot of different capabilities and a lot of customization as far as that goes? Yeah, definitely. So I think as, uh, so digital snake is the, the word that's often used to describe the backbone system that's being networked. As digital snake systems become more and more ubiquitous, and some standards are getting decided upon. So Dante is a com- company or a standard that's um, becoming really widely used. As more and more people start to use that, more brands start to use it, which means that more software picks it up. And then I can, using the software on the board, access systems or settings in the Dante system, and I can control everything from everywhere. Would you say that that's the uh, that's the thing that is your lifesaver that makes your life easier on a Sunday morning or Sunday night or at you know time of service and oh, you're yeah. working with people? That's that's kind of um, that software specifically is really what what makes your life easier. Oh my goodness, yes. So before we moved into the current worship facility that we're in in March of 2015, we were in an older room that I think was set up either in the late 90s or early 2000s. We had an older digital board in there, but it was nothing fancy. But there was no digital snake system. It was just uh, physical cables. But the thing was that none of the numbers in the booth lined up with the numbers on stage. So you had to have like a key to know that 15 on the stage was actually cable number one in the booth. (laughs) So I had to have somebody on stage standing there and be like, Kevin, tell me which one the guitar's plugged into. And then I'd have to go find it, figure it out, move it, and physically plug it into another channel on the board. There was Mm -hmm. no more of that. Everything is one-to-one. Everything's digital. I can plug in my laptop and with one cable do a full 64-channel multi-track recording as if it was a recording studio, just like that. Um, The flexibility just saves me every single Sunday. That's pretty incredible. And one of the things just as churches have gotten larger and AV capabilities have grown, um, one of the things that uh, always strikes me is that it's an entire production, almost like putting on a concert uh, on a weekly basis, which is uh, a lot of work and takes a lot of different hands and and that sort of thing. So how has that process, um, everything from live video to, to, you know, the graphics on the screen and that sort of thing been made uh, a little more simple in recent years. Is there an all encompassing kind of uh, framework that you're able to work within that, that allows that, that, um, that integration to become easier? Yeah. So, uh, ProPresenter is kind of the widely used standard software for putting graphics up on screens and they have evolved with the times moving from, you know, just an alternative to PowerPoint back in the day to now you can control entire networks of computers with one instance of ProPresenter. So for us, we've got uh, three screens. One of them is like an extra wide, so it's actually using two projectors to fill up one screen. And we have moving backgrounds. We have worship slides. We have scriptures that come up in different spots on the screen sometimes. And I'm able to, via ProPresenter and via multiple computers, control all of that just by running the slides on one computer. So as everything gets more and more networked and can be uh, slaved to other devices, it allows me to sync everything up. So whereas before, maybe I would have had to have multiple multiple people sitting at each of those computers to manually control the slides in manual sync with each other. Now, I don't have to have anyone. I could even run the slides off of my phone if I wanted to. And it all controls itself and runs itself. 
That's pretty incredible. Yeah, but, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just uh, suspend disbelief for a second and yep. say that you have an unlimited budget. You're in the same facility, but yep. you have an unlimited budget at your disposal. What's the first thing that BJ McGeever is going to go out and buy um, and add to the overall setup there at, at Faith Bible Church? Oh, man. Um, I think the first thing I would get would be a floor-to-ceiling LED wall. Uh, so right now... In our space, we've got a big, like, 30-foot by 20-foot gap where we have a curtain. Now, 15 of that feet ends up being covered by a big, long, wide projector screen in the middle, but I would just love to have an LED wall that went all the way down, and I could do giant floor-to-ceiling moving graphics and put whatever I wanted to on the screen. That would just be awesome. <laughs> so right now, um, do you have any LED boards? If you if you said that, I missed it. Do you have any LED boards? No, so the, we're all the... projector screen. Um, mm-hmm. We do have, in our student space, we have a laser projector, but that's as, about as advanced as we get in terms of video screens. Are LED boards moving in that direction where they're becoming more affordable so that uh, a church that, uh, like Faith Bible Church in the Wilderness, which I, I wouldn't describe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, it wouldn't describe as like a mega church by any means. No, no, definitely um, not. Are, are LED boards moving in that direction to become more affordable, or are they still kind of out of reach for uh, maybe a mid-level-sized church and, and only accessible for the, for the mega size? No, so we actually, when we renovated our student space back in early 2018, we looked at putting in an LED wall in there instead of a projector screen, but we ended up cutting it in terms of cost. I don't remember it being insanely expensive. So I think just like anything else, um, as you've seen, so for instance, with LEDs, have you seen TVs get so much cheaper? Same mm-hmm. thing with LED walls. They've gotten cheaper as time has gone on. I, I chatted with uh, somebody like, kind of on the, along the lines of a, a similar topic not that long ago, and I asked about uh, church attitudes towards budget for Pro-AV and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, and his response was, well, nobody, not even the biggest, largest, richest churches in the country, have the budget that they wish that they had. <laughs> yeah. um, but just in your general experience, working at, working at multiple different churches, so mm-hmm. this isn't an indictment necessarily on one or another, uh, but what has the general attitude been towards uh, spending money on pro AV advancements and, uh, and equipment and that sort of thing. Sure. So the, the stereotype is there for a reason, uh, especially in early times, churches, pastors did not want to spend money on AV and they didn't understand why that made any difference. Um, but now as technology advances and gets more complex. So with each of these new developments that we're talking about, like LED walls and multiple screens and digital snake systems, all of that, everything gets more and more complicated. It's not getting simpler. Uh, churches are realizing that, A, they need to spend money on a professional like me to actually run the gear, and then they need to spend money on the gear itself. And I feel like our generation, uh, now that we're moving into middle age, um, I don't feel like (laughs) I'm there yet. I have some ways to go. But as we move in that direction, we're going to become, you know, the bulk population of these churches, and we're people that I think are uh, attracted by that kind of thing, at least to some extent. Um, and that enhances it for us rather than I think about the older people in our crowd who yell at me when it's too loud or glare at me when the lights look weird or stuff like that. So um, I think the attitude is changing. It definitely has for me at my church uh, at Faith since I've been here. When I started uh, almost five years ago, it was that old entrenched attitude where uh, why do you need X, Y, and Z? Why do you need a new uh, guitar and microphone? The one we have sounds fine. It's like, okay, but that's not the point. 
Um, <laughs> so, but now it's the opposite. Everyone or not everyone, but our, our finance team is like, Oh yeah, BJ needs like the biggest budget in the church because his gear is super expensive. And that's the other thing I think that people have started to realize is that like lots of things, when you are buying AV gear specifically, you get what you pay for almost one-to-one all the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, naturally there's a curve of dim- or a, a point of diminishing returns at some point, but for the most part, man, the more money you spend, the better gear you're going to get and you're going to notice it for sure. And part of that also is with better gear and better equipment and having those types of capabilities, uh, you're able to become a little bit more, uh, maybe nimble is the right word because there's a oh, fine, yeah. there's a fine balance to, um, to maintain between uh, doing things tastefully and well and also becoming a distraction, which is obviously not something that you want in a worship setting. Yeah, exactly. So I, I try to thread that needle um, in my services. I want to do something that's uh, engaging, cool, for lack of a better word, um, but at the same time doesn't turn off the older folks in our crowd or the people who maybe want something a little bit more mellow or people who came from a different background like Episcopal Church or Church of Christ. Uh, so having gear that gives me a lot of capabilities, gives me the flexibility to, you know, run a normal Sunday that's pretty low key, but then also do like we did a big Christmas concert with moving lights and stuff like that gives me the flexibility to do both of those things. Well, absolutely. And what do you see kind of in the future? Maybe, uh, you've heard rumors of, or seen, uh, you know, demonstrations of something that you think, oh man, when that actually kind of comes to fruition, that would be awesome. Can't wait to maybe play with that technology a little bit more or something like that. Is there anything that you kind of see as you project things out into the future that you are excited about? Um, I think the more and more, uh, more and more digital consoles advance, the more power you'll have on them. So you can run like on the board that I have a Yamaha CL, you can run studio style vintage modeled plugins, but I only have a maximum number of those that I can run. Mm-hmm. eventually I'll be able to run unlimited or very large numbers of those whenever I want to. Uh, the more powerful these computers inside the boards get, the, the more you're going to be able to do. In terms of uh, video, I think the cheaper and cheaper LEDs and advanced projection systems get, the bigger screens you're going to be able to have because bigger projectors with fancier lenses are going to be cheaper or LED walls are going to keep getting cheaper and cheaper. So, we could be able to treat, you know, the entire space that people are seeing could end up being one huge screen or amalgamation of screens that you can blend into a whole canvas and have on and off at specific times. And I, I think that for me, I think will be a real game changer because it turns the whole thing into an environment rather than just looking at a screen. Yeah, it's wild to me that just the the future of just about every industry that we talk about here at Market Scale seems to be that everything is becoming more and more interconnected yep. and. Um, that that seems to be the, the future of the way things are going. And so it'll be exciting to see if that also takes place in Pro-IV, especially in the, uh, in the world of churches and, yeah. uh, and worship settings. Definitely. That is BJ McGeever. He is the media director at Faith Bible Church in the Woodlands, Texas. BJ, thank you so much for joining me on the Pro-IV podcast, man. Glad to do it, Tyler. Thank you so much to my guests today, Brad Grimes and BJ McGeever. Certainly appreciate them joining the show this week. 
And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Market Scale Pro AV podcast. Of course, you should catch every episode because you're already subscribed and all that stuff. But if you're not, make sure to hit subscribe on iTunes or on Spotify. And just know that you can find all of our previous episodes on our industry page at marketscale.com. So if you go to marketscale.com, click on industries up at the top, scroll down to Pro AV, and there we have a lot of podcasts as well as written content and videos as well for you to enjoy. So if you can't wait till the next episode, go back and catch some of the old ones. Uh, There's a lot of great stuff there for you to consume. We will, of course, be back soon with another episode of the Market Scale Pro AV podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you for listening.